Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The Angus Reid Institute um, has just released uh, a, a very in-depth review of the issue of Canadians in chronic pain. And uh, 37 pages. And I posted a link to it on my Twitter feed at The Roy Green Show. It's titled, Canadians in Chronic Pain, Cost, Access to Treatment, Pose Significant Barriers for Those Suffering the Most. And uh, Dave Korzynski, Dave Korzynski, Research Associate at the Angus Reid Institute, compiled this report. And he joins us on The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Dave, thank you very much uh, for the time. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Roy. So what was the objective when you started out? Well, you know what? We actually, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that you're going to have Maria on tomorrow because we actually um, did this this project in partnership with, with PNPC and their, their organization. So we're a nonprofit institute out here, and we're always looking for issues that are important in Canadian society. And, you know, we touch on these political, these political stories that generate a lot of, of talk and People, you know, get upset regardless of which whichever you know side we say is is on top in a given week. But we also wanted uh, the 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 whole goal of the institute is really to dig deep on issues that affect Canadians. And this is one where uh, we started discussing with PNBC and thought, you know, it would be great to look at this in depth and ask a number of questions about Canadians and their experience with chronic pain. And uh, we did a big oversample so that we have it. We ended up with about. Uh, more than 1,600 people who qualify as, as living with pain that they say has lasted for at least three months um, or is reoccurring and, and has lasted for three months and then and then goes and comes. Uh, so we've got a big sample of, of Canadians who are dealing with this issue, and, and we, we thought, you know, we would really do a, a big report and figure out uh, if there's ways that we can improve in Canada and really just kind of tell the stories with um Allowing people, you know, you said that uh, you've had people on that, that come and talk about the, the difficulties and the kind of suicidal ideations that some of these people have. And it's nice when you're able to do this in an anonymous way sometimes as well to, to have your voice heard and say, you know, this is how this is affecting me. And, and we found one in five people among this group have had thoughts that, you know, their life might not be living because of a lot of the trials that they've had with this ongoing pain. So. Uh, certainly a lot in there and, and something that I'm, I'm happy to that you've uh, had me on to discuss and you're going to have Maria tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Dave, this is the, the, the number of Canadians who are dealing with chronic pain, that's a huge number. Talk, talk to us about that. I mean, you've talked, yeah. you told us one in three Canadian adults say they're currently, I'm just reading from a report now, are mm-hmm. currently experiencing some form of pain that's lasted longer than three months. That's That's more than a third of the population. Yeah, and, 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 you know, you don't really know these things until you talk to people um, in, in large groups. But um, anecdotally, we really found that. We were looking around at the office. You know, we've got uh, uh, a couple of different organizations, companies that we work with, and just asking people. And, and a lot of people have uh, issues that, that are persistent and that they're trying to get treated. They might be going to a physiotherapist or um any other form of treatment. Some people are waiting for surgery, lots of different ways that this manifests itself. And what we found is that, you know, for that one in three, there are 
you know, about about a third of that group, 12% of the general population, this isn't really a huge issue for them. They, they fall under the, the category of chronic pain, but it's really not having that big of an impact on their day-to-day life. You know, they're not making decisions around their pain, which for one in five, that is that is something that we've seen where it has a really big impact on their life. And and that kind of falls in line with what Stats Canada has found previously, that about one in five Canadians have this, uh, what, what you could call more, more serious chronic pain. And, you know, the way that we see this affecting people is that you ask about, um, you know, day-to-day thinking about your chronic pain, does it affect your mood? And in that most affected group, 60% of people say that it has a huge impact on their moods. A third say that it's impacting the relationships that they have in their life. Um, and uh, six in ten in that group say that it has led them to deal with depression. So for that one in ten, that's the really severely affected group. That's a big portion of the Canadian population that is dealing with this and is having a hard time and is is looking for ways that they can overcome this issue. And and that kind of uh, leads to the, the later ends of the report where we discuss how to solve this. But just from an exposure issue, it's, it's something that a lot of Canadians are, are, you know, if you're if you're paying attention, you certainly will probably start noticing, if you're listening to this now, a lot of people around you that are dealing with chronic pain issues and friends and family members. Right. You know what I find interesting as well? In your report, Canadians want other Canadians to receive the help they require to deal effectively with their chronic pain. And for many people, it's it becomes a financial issue. Yeah, it certainly does. That was, um, you know, the biggest the biggest um, kind of finding that, that I thought when we were doing this was just that statement, you know, asking people who are in chronic pain, do they think that they would be better off if they had the financial ability to access more of these treatments? And you've got 40% of them say they strongly agree, and then another 3 in 10, so 70% saying that they feel like they would be better off if they could access certain treatments that they're that they're having difficulty with financially so that's that's huge is that a lot of people um it's not that they don't know where to go or that they they don't believe that there's a way to treat their pain it's just that there are barriers to actually accessing that treatment and like you said this is something that canadians are really overwhelmingly supportive of just in terms of maybe some policy changes that could be made to help alleviate pain for for canadians um, you know, subsidizing treatment. That's something out here in British Columbia. They've started to um, subsidize counseling for people who are dealing with certain issues and, and, and want to get uh, some help to deal with it. There are, there are a number of things that Canadians see where we could provide more funding for research on effective therapies or help people to access therapies. And when you ask people just in the general population, they're overwhelmingly uh, positive about moving in that direction, yeah. although I, I should I should note that Canadians uh, were often enthusiastic until we're asked to pay for certain things, so uh, the, the payment side of that might might not be uh, quite as, as clear-cut as the idea that nobody should have to live right. with this thing. Let me, just, uh, let me just grab a couple of points here from the key findings, Dave, and ask you to speak to those. And they they all go together. A sizable minority of Canadians living with chronic pain, including nearly 4 in 10, 37% of those with severe pain, have experienced difficulties in accessing prescription pain drugs because of their doctors or the healthcare system's concerns about addiction and abuse. Then comes cannabis as reported as effective by three quarters, 74% of those who've used it to treat their pain. 
This is the highest number among all physical or medicinal treatment methods. And then Canadians are near unanimous 92% in their agreement that those living with pain should have access to pain treatment that works for them regardless of income. Now, I will, I will, no, I'm not going to challenge you on this because you have the numbers, um, but I will speak with Ms. Hudspeth tomorrow about the issue of, of doctors and uh, healthcare systems' concerns about addiction and abuse of opiates. But let's talk about these, these, these three particular points because it zeroes in on the people who have the really most severe issues. Could you speak to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, you know, when, we, when you look at that, that severe group you mentioned, actually, that is, uh, women are really overrepresented. And I just wanted to really make that point that, um, you know, we look at that severe pain group, that 10% of the population, one in three of those people are uh, women over 55 and a quarter are women between thirty-five and fifty-four. So that's wow. you know six six and ten are women over. Why? 35. Why is that? Why is that, Dave? You know uh, that's a great question, and maybe we can get Maria to to talk about the sociology of pain a little bit more. I I don't know exactly why that would be. You know, but those are own, the numbers. Yeah, my own anecdotal experience with my mother, who is a nurse, uh, suggests that you know she's just had. Uh, she's always been. Carrying somebody around for for you know the last forty years, uh, whether at home or at work, and and I, I've certainly seen that up close. But uh, I can't speak to to the experiences of okay. everyone. But it's certainly, you know, and it's it's so far outside that that margin of error that it's really a significant finding. Um, you know, we, the the number of um, women to men when you look at each of the age groups is a, is almost double in some cases triple for uh the the age group when boy that's got to be looked at huh female that's really yeah, got to be investigated that's interesting um w- getting back to the opioid issue um just in terms of you know there's there's certainly some strong opinions surrounding that and they're um coming from both the the patient and the uh, and the doctor side um when you ask Canadians whether or not they're wary of, of, of using opioids, there's a, there's a certain am, amount of concern, I think, based on the way that they've been prescribed and really the strength of, of that medication when it is uh, overused. So obviously it's, it's a very important thing for people who are dealing with severe chronic pain. Um, and, but w- the way that the general public sees it, you know, you've got 80% of the general population saying that they're actually concerned about the risk of uh, becoming addicted to that type of drug if they had to that's, use it you know, for that's a long the, time. I, and and I, I really appreciate everything you've done. This is really important reading. This report is very important for people to see. Uh, but a lot of Canadians are, are, are basing that opinion on information they've, they've received, they've read. They don't know. They don't have firsthand experience. It's the mm-hmm. patients. It's the chronic pain patients who've been on prescription opioids for a significant period of time, who've been forced, tapered, or removed from their medications who are living in hell. And they're the people who need to be able to access their medication. I, I, I find this cannabis report interesting because some people say it's terrific for them. Other people say it hasn't helped. But the numbers you find, the 74% who've used it say it's good, it's helped. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's, it's one of those ones where um, the, it might not be the most, um, the most used treatment. Right. But in terms of the, the people who use it and, and the effectiveness that they that they report, it's really it, it's really highly um, I guess graded. You know, you've got three quarters of people who have used cannabis saying that it's actually been quite effective, and and that's one of the things that when you get down to those kind of policy options, Canadians are um, 
you know, they they like the idea of more things being covered, and cannabis yeah. is one of those issues of trying to work that potentially into the coverage and the treatment for for Canadians. And, yeah. Because, yeah, because yeah. Dave, the numbers of pain pa- I'm sorry to interrupt you all the time, but, but, yeah, pain, no, no, but the numbers of pain patients are only going to increase. And when you ask doctors why are patients in the waiting room, most of them are there because they're in pain. Uh, I, this time, the time has flown by. I have less than a minute. Can you, I, want to have back, I want to have you back on this. What's the, can you summarize in 30 seconds, it's not fair to ask, what you've come away with with this, with this great report, the really interesting report? Um, I think that the really the 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 summary would be that there are a lot of people who are really struggling, you know, particularly that one in ten that you talked about, who in some cases can't even get that their their opioid medications filled. You know, you got forty percent of of that group who say that they've had issues accessing that type of medication. Um, and what we find is is really that Canadians are you know, they don't want to see their their neighbors, their friends and family members suffering. And there certainly are deficits in the Canadian healthcare system. While people are, you know, generally supportive of the way that the system is run, there certainly seems to be a bit of a blind spot here for people who are looking for more treatment. And Dave, yeah, any, if you want to have me on again to chat, we'll, we'll set it up. <laughs> absolutely. I, well, absolutely. I think it's important that we do this. And uh, the report is Canadians in chronic pain, cost access to treatment pose significant barriers for those suffering the most. And you can find it at angusreed.org. Just go to angusreed.org and you'll find the link too. And go to at the Roy Green Show on Twitter. I've got the link there. Dave, thank you so much for the time. Great talking to you as always. Thank you, Roy. Have a good weekend. You too. Dave Korsinski from the Angus Reed Institute. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.